Hello and welcome back to the Making Time podcast, a podcast breaking the stigma of allergies. So I've had a few months away from the podcast, so yeah, I'm very excited to kind of get doing the podcast again and kind of interviewing the different guests. So I'm going to try and be as consistent as I can in the lead up to Christmas. And just a massive thank you again for like everyone's support. Honestly, the amount of support I get each day in the comments and messages. So honestly, I really appreciate that. And just trying to really break the stigma of allergies. And I think podcast is such a great way to do that, which kind of leads on really nicely to this week's guest. So this week I'm joined by Virginia, a professional ballet dancer from New York. And I honestly couldn't think of a better role model who isn't defined by her allergies. At the age of 13 years old, she went to Madrid by herself to do a summer intensive ballet course. Since then, she moved to New York at the age of 16 to pursue her dreams of becoming a professional ballet dancer. Honestly, Virginia's story is like so inspiring and we kind of touch upon like so many different topics on the podcast from dating, allergy anxiety, the kind of cultural difference of her experience being brought up in Milan, but also the difference of when she moved to New York. And I just want to say as well, this podcast, it's all on video. So it's on my YouTube channel, Make Contains. So that's going to be live on YouTube from 12 a.m. today. So yeah, make sure to check that out. I just want to say, if you do get a quick chance to kind of wrap me a review on iTunes, I really appreciate it. Now grab yourself a cup of tea, get yourself a biscuit, and let's get straight to the podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Make Contains. I'm so excited. I've had a few months away now from the kind of podcast, but I'm really excited about the next guest. I'm joined by Virginia, who's a professional ballet dancer from New York. Um, so yeah, if you'd like to do like a little bit of an introduction to yourself, that'd be amazing. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be on the podcast today. I am a ballet dancer with American Ballet Theatre. I'm Italian, originally from Milan, and I went to New York when I was 16 to dance. I got a scholarship and then now I've been in New York for about six years. So I've been a professional dancer for basically my whole life. Started when I was three, I was super young, <laughs> and then continue ever since. Wow. So how did that like passion for dance kind of come about? Was your parents dancers or did you do a few different sports? And you just felt like dance was kind of where you felt your heart was at? Yeah. So when I was younger, I used to dance like all the time like all over the house, just like constantly dancing. And and so my parents were just like, let's just take her to a ballet class. And I started, you know, that was when I was three, of course, you do like little games and stuff. Yeah. Like it's not like, you're not like actually like fully dancing. Uh, but I continued ever since. And actually, like when I was eight, I kind of stopped. I tried everything else because I was like, okay, dance is boring now. I've, di- I've done this. I want to try everything else. So, yeah, I've done it for some years. And I mean, I used to like dance anyways with my friends at school and like create choreographies. I was always dancing anyways, uh, but it felt so strict to me to be like in a ballet class. I was like, okay, I need to try like everything else. So I did. I tried everything else, like gymnastics, ice skating, horseback riding for like the next few years. And then one summer, I just felt inside that dancing was something, was what I wanted to do. So I auditioned for um, one of the schools the first year because um, I went to La Scala Ballet School in Milan. And, but it was, too, it was too late for that year. So I had to go to another school first and audition there. And then the next year, I went to the La Scala Ballet School and I was there for six years and then flew to New York 
Yeah, so you've voiced a new so young. I was going to say this amazing talk I heard by, it's on TED Talks, and it's by Sir Ken Robinson, and he's saying how, like, skills are, like, killing creativity. And he did an interview with um, a woman by the name of Gillian Lynn, who's, like, a Broadway royalty, and she choreographed, like, the Cats and the Phantom of Opera. And a mum was saying when she was a kid, like, she couldn't sit still, so she was always kind of, like, on the chairs, dancing. And, like, a mum was, like, she wasn't doing very well in school. She, a mum was, like, she's hopeless at school. She's not doing very well. So mum actually took her to see a specialist. And the specialist did all these different tests and exams. And back in then, they probably didn't, have like ADHD like they didn't understand it so they did all these tests but then the 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 the, the guy the specialist went out the room as he went out the room with the mum he left the, the young girl Jillian in the room but he turned the radio on so he left as I left the room they turned the radio on and he said to the mum like just watch you through the window now and Jillian was like dancing like jumping on the tables like just dancing around the whole of the room and um the specialist turned around to to the mum and said there's nothing wrong with her she's a dancer take her to a ballet school and she went she went to school and she went to school and she said it was the first time she felt there was people exactly like her um and she went on to kind of choreograph um well she had a wonderful career at the royal ballet school she eventually graduated from the royal ballet school met andrew lloyd webber and has been responsible for some of the most successful productions in history and she's given obviously the pleasure to millions and now she's a multi-millionaire and she said that she owes a whole life to this one guy who who obviously turned around to mum and said, there's nothing wrong with her, just take her to dance school. Do you, do you feel that was the same with you? Like, did you always feel, obviously, you have this like passion or this fire in your stomach? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I felt the same way, like, because I was dancing, like, all the time. Like, even with my friends, we would create little dances and that was our pastime. I mean we didn't really have phones i think when, like yeah. we were young did our facebook or instagram yeah <laughs> uh, like yeah so what we had to do we like created choreographies listened to music and and danced and basically that's what i've always done so that's why now um, i mean i chose classical ballet because i think it's such a pure um a pure like like the steps and the music is just so beautiful and it really makes me like express what I want to express and a lot of the big ballads are my favorites like Swan Lake, Giselle, it's just like dancing to that music there is nothing nothing else that I enjoy more and uh, yeah so basically like that's kind of what I did and and ballet opened up so many you know so many places for me like I'm in New York and I am dancing. There's so much I want to talk to you about. Yeah, I was, we've not even got onto allergies. And I think I just kind of really want to get a good understanding about yourself. And like, I'm really inspired to have you on because a lot many, well, not many of the listeners know that I used to do ballet and I did it from the age of 12 to 16. And um, I was reading about you. Obviously, you did an extensive summer course at the Royal Ballet School. And I remember as a kid, I auditioned there when I was 15 to go to the boarding school and I didn't get it and it absolutely broke my heart. But I mean, what was that experience like, obviously going to the Royal Ballet School and how did you kind of um, yeah, experience going there, but also how did you manage your allergies as well at that such a young age? Right? Yeah, I always loved to travel so much. Like, uh, yeah, since I was younger, I was lucky enough. Yeah, I was lucky enough to have, you know, my family could bring us places and see different places. 
And I feel very lucky that they are, I had the possibility to do that. And when I, so basically when there are a lot of summer intensives that you can do when you're younger, especially because that's like, you can learn a lot and then you can go into like the bigger schools. I was already at La Scala, so it was already like one of the biggest schools in the world. And, um, but I wanted to explore other places. I've always been that way. <laughs> I've yeah. always wanted to see the different places that were out there. And I did summer intensive when I was like 13, 14, I went wow. to Madrid by myself and my friend. And then, well, I went to the Royal Ballet summer intensive twice. I went when I was uh, very young and when I was like 12 the first time and then the second time when I was 15 I want to say 14 15 and um it was an awesome experience it was wonderful I loved their schools how was that how was that with I was gonna ask how was it with like your kind of food allergies you know um so obviously for that like what, what was you allergic to and how did you kind of manage that at such a young age and going to these places on your own I am allergic to dairy, eggs, nuts, and I used to be allergic to sesame seeds as well. Uh And I'm also allergic to kiwi. (laughs) So it's like the biggest things that you can find. Like I have those allergies. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, Yeah, most things. Um, Yeah. So um, when I was younger, basically, I think my journey with food allergies went a little bit like up and down. Like I definitely went through different phases when I was, I found out when I was very young, you know, first try the food had an allergic reaction (laughs) by cheese, you know? Um, So that's kind of like how I found out. And so I've had food allergies my, my whole life. And when I was younger, you know, like I think it was much harder for my, family more than than for me because when you're younger like you don't fully realize yes like they brought me food I had my own food everywhere but I never missed anything like if there was like pizza night I've always had like my own pizza yeah so I never felt outside of the group um until I so this so I feel like that helped me um when I went to like summer intensive and everything I've always been very independent as well um like my yeah my whole life and I knew that my food allergies were important so I wouldn't risk it I think a lot of it for me was being open about my food allergies and trust a little more I think that's what I had to work on did you ever feel at any point like you did you ever feel like your food allergies was going to kind of stop you or getting in the way of you becoming this amazing kind of professional ballet dancer was was that always in mind or did your parents kind of instill that it wasn't going to kind of get in the way and you can kind of live a normal life yeah uh, my parents like didn't I don't think I ever thought that they were going to get in the way of my career I think they were going to get in the way of my social life that's something I definitely had to work on like when in Italy it's very different compared to even New York like in Italy especially when I was growing up there was no understanding about food allergies like zero Zero. I have had my fair share of are you contagious (laughs) oh wow (laughs) 
couldn't eat at the same canteen as everybody else because I couldn't eat the food. So it was definitely like growing up, I was definitely separated from others because of my food allergies. And that played a role in my like confidence in my psychological level of being like shy and like not trusting my um like socially it was a little bit different um I had to like eat by myself and like it was and my friends wouldn't really understand it and I couldn't eat out at restaurants at all because in Italy was it was honestly like not great you would tell them like I'm allergic to dairy and they're like bring your pasta with cheese I'm like that's not yeah there is cheese so there wasn't understanding at all in terms of like but in general people just didn't understand the seriousness yeah exactly and a lot of it was also in my head because I started defining myself by the food allergies I mean when it comes to like dating as well like it would be like oh I have to tell guys that like what what they ate and now I make fun of it you know yeah you make a joke about it yeah yeah Yeah. I think at the time I used to be like oh my god like how am I gonna bring up my allergy but I've always said now like you just take you kind of joke about yourself and you've got I've got this allergy and they 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 relate with it more you know if you make a joke about it is that how you kind of go about it when you're dating yeah and I think everybody is something so I always like think about you know what I have is the food allergies. Everybody has something that they feel a little bit less secure about or like, you know, insecure about themselves or like they have something that they don't like. And yeah. I came to the realization, I was like, food allergies is part of who I am. They don't define who I am. I'm like, I'm my own person, like yeah, pretty, absolutely. you know. Um, and and they never should be in the way of any of your goals or social life because if you're open about them there is nothing wrong you know again like everybody has something what I have is like food allergies that need a little bit more attention so so that's kind of like but when I was in Italy I was younger so and there wasn't an understanding about food allergies in in many many like from all points of views and so so then it made it way harder for me to just open up about it because there wasn't that much understanding. Understand. How was it then when you moved to New York at the age of 16? Was that a completely different experience to Milan? Did they kind of understand or did people around you understand the kind of your allergies and did you feel more open to kind of talk about it? Yeah, I think it took me it took me a while definitely because Coming to New York, I didn't realize you could actually talk to a waiter about having food allergies. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I think, uh, yeah, because I always grew up, you know, since in Italy, you don't really go out, uh, go out. I mean, my family always put me in this bubble of being scared. So I was always yeah. like super scared about anything, you know, and I had a lot of anxiety and panic attacks definitely you know when you like feel like you're like having a food allergy reaction but you're not really oh my god i do this all the time Uh, there's been there's been times where i've been in a restaurant i'm like it's a allergic reaction it's a panic attack and i'm like constantly like 
looking at my neck. I'm like going to the bathroom and, and, and the girlfriend or my friends around me are just like, no, calm down. Like you're fine. Like, do, do you get that a lot as well? Yeah, no, exactly. I used to uh, get it so much. Even all the foods I would like read and like, you know, it's like yeah. I'm eating like a potato in my cooked in the microwave. Like, because also I was living at the dorms um the first year I was here so I was living at uh, the Manhattan School of Music dorms because that's what was related to the dance school at American Ballet Theater and uh, and basically I couldn't eat at the canteen so like I had to cook all my foods in the microwave so I became like a microwave expert which honestly comes in handy when you travel (laughs) because now yeah whenever our company goes on tour so much like so much and I always have to have my own microwave I told the company I was like one thing I request is the microwave in the room this is the one thing I need (laughs) I had that once yeah I had that once in Amsterdam I did a placement in Amsterdam and like there was a whole canteen there but I was like I couldn't have like any of the food so every day I used to have like jacket potatoes and tuna (laughs) I was going to the gym quite a lot, but then I'd be like using the microwave for like 10 minutes trying to heat up these jacket potatoes. And there's like, the key was like so long and everyone's like, for fuck's sake, he's got his jackets again. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's like, but now like all my, you know, all my friends know, I'm like, I will eat, you know, cook in the microwave and I learn about so many things. I mean, I went to like Singapore, Hong Kong, like you just have to bring your own you need to bring your own I went to like a Europe trip with my friend by myself like um you just need to like figure out a way that works for you that you trust how's your experience been I was gonna say how's your experience been then in Asia I kind of read that you've kind of traveled around Asia obviously how how was that it's the one place is it's like the one place I really want to go to but I'm too worried about how I I'm gonna manage my allergy how did you manage that like going to these type of countries I actually love going to grocery stores in different countries because you find like, I think, I don't know, for me, like looking at a grocery store and going like in their grocery store, like you can see so many like cultural aspects too. Yeah. So a lot, like, for example, like in, in Hong Kong and Singapore, I found way more European products from what I used to eat, you know, in Italy than maybe like the products that are here in New York. So I found that very, um, like I found that always very interesting to like see other countries' grocery stores. And usually, you know, in Asia, it's uh, it's very hard because of everything like nuts and um, just the cross-contamination of it all. So I usually just like, you know, make my own food. And then I visit places with my friends and I, see them eating foods and I always make a point like I'm here socializing with you I'm not here like if I don't have food that's okay I like I'm enjoying your company I just want to be with you I don't trust this restaurant so I'm not gonna eat here and they understand that you know and you you have to find people that understand it but you have to be open about telling them how you feel like even when you said your friends like tell you like you're okay like my friends know about my anxiety as well like every time we go out I'm like listen I'm gonna eat very slowly 
very slowly, like one thing at a time. Probably yeah, it's gonna take that, me yeah. like a full two hours to complete the meal, or I won't yeah. complete it maybe because I'm getting some anxiety and I'm like, okay, it's time to stop. Yeah. And and they they know, you know, like I yeah, every time they're like, you're fine, and you find coping mechanism, like you were saying, like I like look at myself. And then yeah. I go to the bathroom. I also used to go to the bathroom and like look at myself in the mirror and be like, take deep breaths. I'm okay. Take yeah. deep breaths. I'm okay. Is there any of is there any of a kind of um you could say techniques or ways in the ways you kind of manage your allergy anxiety? Is there anything which which you do which has kind of helped you kind of calm down and be like, I'm not having an allergic reaction, I'm okay. Yes, absolutely. Uh when I first came to New York I got those a lot because I was by myself so I couldn't like really be like hey mom yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> am I having an allergic reaction so and also like I didn't want my my friends necessarily to be like like to always go to my friends and like panic yeah. um so I was like I need to find my own way that I can make a point of this like I can like calm myself down so what I did is literally like, like you said, like go to the bathroom, go to the mirror and I take deep breaths, look at myself and be like, I'm okay. I'm breathing. So mm-hmm. like the most, the biggest thing for me is like the breathing. I'm like, I need to take deep breaths because sometimes you feel like you can breathe, but then you can. So I get a lot that, of yeah. it was just looking, yeah, looking at myself in the mirror. And now I'm getting less and less anxiety, I think, because I'm able to speak up more. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, if people like are listening and and have food allergies, like speaking up for your food allergies is so important. And there is no being shy about this (laughs) because it's literally your life. Yeah, it's taking on that ownership in it and be like, I've got this food allergy and it like number one, it's not gonna let me stop me, but do I what I want to achieve in life, but also just kind of speaking up and making other people aware. Do you feel that's come with like confidence with you as you've got older then that you feel more confident now to kind of take ownership of like this is my allergy, this is who I am. And like obviously make feeling comfortable to like tell your friends as well, I think at some point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I mean, in Italy, I wouldn't, I would be so shy about it. Huge anxiety. When I first came to New York, um, I also, I was more open about telling people because they understood more. But the first year I was here, I didn't, I didn't eat out. You know, I still wasn't trusting it. And then my friends actually were the ones pushing me. They were like, I think, you know, you can do this. And, and with time. I, with time, I started being more and more confident on actually telling people. And I think, I think this year is the year where I really like found my full confidence in being like, if I didn't understand, if somebody didn't understand, I'll have to explain again. Yeah, just make sure that it's so clear because there's been times where people just don't quite understand. And I've said in them situations, just like walk out the restaurant. If they're they if they're not going to take your allergy seriously, then you don't want to put your hand, your life in someone else's hands. I was going to say in regards to New York, then I've always been told that the supermarkets are really expensive or the grocery stores are really expensive. Every, so everybody just eats out every night. Is that true? Is there any truth behind that? Or, or how have you managed your allergies in New York? 
Um, I actually supermarkets are expensive, but if you find the good ones, I feel okay. like you find like you learn and like find the things that work for you. Definitely, there aren't the Italian products yeah. that I'm, I was used to, but you know, you get used to like different things. And now I order food like delivery, and I never oh, yeah. done that before. And I found out, you know, sushi is pretty safe for me. And, uh, and also these things, you know, you find the things that like work, like, for example, when I go out, it's like, I always order like some sort of like meat and then a salad. Yeah. So I know that's like simple. pretty yeah. simple and plain. I don't need like to have huge, huge meals yeah. or very different like foods. I'm like, I'm just as long as I'm there eating at the restaurant with my friend, it's okay. You know, it's it's fine and um when I came to New York well at first yeah like I told you it was like very very difficult just to get past the anxiety but then I think after that you you just earn like gain more confidence like in yourself and speaking up being able to speak up and being able to be open about it because there is nothing to be ashamed about yeah, I'm like, this what is I mean. yeah. what makes us us, you know? There is nothing that you need to be ashamed about being like, yeah, I never had cheese. I yeah. am surviving. That's what I mean. Like, makes you, makes you unique and it like, makes us different, and but in a good way, you know what I mean? You shouldn't ever feel like it, like it's going to like stop you. I was going to say, have you, with being like a professional ballet dancer, have you ever seen like a, an allergist or do you have a nutritionist to kind of help you in regards to kind of your diet? And how, how has that been like? Yeah, I definitely um, see a nutritionist for my diet because I think it's, I think for anybody, honestly, like dancer or not dancer, I think having like an expert uh, look at your diet and find what works best for you. I think it's very, it's very helpful in general. Yeah. So I do have a nutritionist that helps me like have all the nutrients that I, that I need. So yeah, yeah. that's basically that's basically like what I have. And, you know, with time, it always like changes and you find out more things and uh, uh, your diet changes. So I was going to say with, with your allergies, have, have there been any allergies where you you can now have that food or have you been diagnosed with any like new allergies kind of like grown up? Yeah, I, um, I, I used to be allergic to sesame seeds and I'm not allergic to them anymore. Amazing. <laughs> which is awesome because sesame seeds are everywhere <laughs> like the you know cross-contamination of sesame seeds is in so many different places so I was very happy to get past this and I also uh did the challenge for dairy and eggs with like when it's cooked okay. with the flour and I was able to like after like a little bit of eggs and a little bit of dairy when it's cooked with like a certain amount of flour in the oven. That's, but it doesn't change much for me just because I still have anxiety about it. And yeah. also it's like, it's very small that it's not like I can go out and get a cake because there will be too much, too much of that allergen. So it's basically like, it's basically the same, but yeah, so the sesame seeds were, were a big one for me. 
Yeah. No, that's amazing. I was going to say, what is there any advice you would give to, say, a young person who feels like their allergy is kind of going to stop them getting in the way of life? And obviously, I think it's amazing. Obviously, you're a professional ballet dancer. You travel all around the world with so many different allergies as well. What advice would you give to kind of a young person um, who's kind of managing their allergy? I don't let allergies stop you. I know it's a very simple advice but it's so powerful because you it is part of who you are and it's a beautiful part of who you are it makes you you and honestly it doesn't define you but you just have to embrace it because if you don't embrace who you are and any parts of who you are then you're not gonna like you're just gonna leave in fears or anxiety and feel like you're not enough while people that have food allergies are a hundred percent enough and um if you want to do something there's always a way to do it always i believe like there's always a way to do something if you really want to do something and even with food allergies i ate in a (laughs) cooked in a microwave for a year (laughs) so it's make sure you got microwave Exactly. Make sure you have your microwave. Of course, have your medicines. Like everywhere you go, I never leave the house without my medicines. Even if I go for a run, I'm like, yeah. I have to have them. So you got because with you, right? Yeah, I get my EpiPen. Yeah, just because I feel I it, like yeah. it's important. It's important, and don't be afraid to talk to people about it. You know, tell people how you feel and how it makes you feel and really be open with people because the more open you are the more they can understand you and if you don't find people that understand you then you'll find different people because yeah. it's so it's too important you know Amazing. no i think that is such good advice i was gonna ask you in regards to like ballet as well like how many how many days do you train then do you train like most days like in terms of like how many hours is it really intense yeah, we so our schedule is from like from Tuesday to Saturday, and then we have Sunday, Monday off. And but Monday I cross train, so oh, wow. I basically like train like almost every day. And uh, during our work days, we do from ten fifteen we have class until twelve, and then rehearsals from twelve to seven. Oh, wow. So a lot of the times, sometimes it varies how much how many rehearsals you do in one day, but you know towards our you know in the middle of our season we usually have like a break from three to four but that's about it have you got have you got like a favorite show you've done which has really kind of stood out to you uh yeah i think one of my favorite shows is swan lake and my first swan lake was in singapore oh wow where i went with the company yeah because it was my first year i was in the company we did like a month tour so we were out for a month it was insane. Um, yeah. And then, and then, yeah, and then we went to Singapore and I did my first one like there. And I think it was just so powerful and, and beautiful. And I know it's, it's like Swan Lake, everybody kind of loves Swan Lake, but honestly being on stage with that music, it's so, it's so amazing. So I've done, I did what Swan Lake once with the English Youth Ballet. So it's, it's like you audition. Yeah. Oh God, I don't know. This is when I was like, I must have been about 14 years old. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I did, uh, I think I did the Nutcracker with them as well. 
so obviously you auditioned for the you auditioned for the part and then um but yeah I was I was quite young but yeah I know I think it's amazing which one is your favorite ballet so, so which, which one? one is your favorite ballet like you done with one lake and nutcracker um I'll probably say I think Nutcracker stands out to me more. I don't know if it's the music or the the costumes. Like. Ballet Nutcracker is also like amazing. I yeah. don't know if you've seen it, but it's so beautiful. Have you? Have you? Imagine you've watched the film Billy Elliot. Yes. Yeah, I was watching that the other day, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, it just reminds me of like growing up. I'm like, I think it's amazing, like what you're doing. Like, I think, I think with me, like, I when I didn't get in the sh- when I didn't get in the the Royal Ballet School, you like really hit my confidence at 16 and then I never really get it back again but I think it's amazing obviously like you 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 pursued with it and yeah I think it's incredible kind of what you're doing now setbacks are are part of ballet life yeah (laughs) definitely many setbacks um but you just go forward if you want something you just find a way I think what it is that when I was looking at the other guys as well I always thought there was like more passionate than me and when you see someone more passionate, you, you kind of then doubt, like, am I good enough for this or passionate enough? But I'm, yeah, I'm just doing it as a hobby again now. Um, but yeah, I'm sure if I come down. That's awesome. Me. I know everybody should dance, like for fun, um, take a ballet class. It doesn't yeah, matter. Absolutely. It makes you feel so much better. I think it makes you feel so good, you know. Such good fitness as well. And I was going to say, if I'm ever down in New York, we'll have to, we'll have to do a class. Like <laughs> Absolutely. And honestly, we food allergies like one of my favorite things is that you can connect from people to people from all over the world yeah like you're in london you're like in yeah, in, london, yeah. yeah in the uk yeah london and then i'm in new york and then when i went to berlin i also met another person with food allergies and yeah. is that is that allergy girl eats yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah it's like it's super it's super it's awesome amazing, because yeah. once you start being open about it, you meet people that are the same way and yeah. you connect to different people and you make friends. That's, I think that's a mad thing was because I, I, I recently watched an interview and someone interviewed a ballet dancer and that's the reason which got me thinking. I was like, oh, imagine if there's a ballet dancer who's got allergies and that's how I found yourself. So obviously a Google <laughs> ballet dancer, not allergy and you, you come up on Google and and then the weird thing was and then i was like well i need to find you on instagram i'll find a way to like kind of get in touch then i reached out to you and then i was like oh she follows me <laughs> Not ready. i was like this is so surreal i was like this is so surreal i was like because obviously i thought it was hard enough anyway i thought it'd be like pretty tricky to find a ballet dancer with an allergy but um well like you said yeah it's amazing because i probably wouldn't have had this discussion with you if we, if we both didn't have allergies so yeah, it's amazing enough to exactly. be in the situation now where you can interview people, like you said, from all over the world. And then, yeah, hopefully meet up if you're ever in London. Or I've always said I want to go to New York at some point. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, you can share different places where you can go eat because, yeah. you know, we've all tried it. So it's like, we know it's kind of it's safe. Uh, yeah, so it's it's very awesome. And when you're in New York, definitely, you know, Call me and I'll bring you to the different restaurants that accommodate food allergies. Yeah, and the same as well. I always get people reach out and be like, oh, like what restaurants? I usually just like eat out in my area though. That's the only thing when people say like, oh, is the only restaurants in Central you recommend? Like the Central of London. I'm like, well, no, I live in in, like the North of London. 
So like where my neighborhood is, I'm always just like, I just eat in that area because I know like, oh, that restaurant's safe or that restaurant's safe. And when you go to the center of London, it's so stressful. It's just like so many people. I know. And I think a lot of it with going out and eating is as well as like your energy level sometimes. I'm like, if I'm very tired, I know I'm going to have like way more anxiety. So I tend to like either go to a restaurant that I've eaten at like so many times or I tend to not go out. I'm just like, oh, let's make dinner at home, you know, because you also have to check in with yourself and be like, hey, like, you know, can I do this today? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Like, can I try a new restaurant? Trying a new restaurant is pretty stressful. I know. I'm like that. I'm always like, I'm in the mood because I went to um, I went to a restaurant um, called Wagamama's and they're, they, they're known for being or the main dishes don't contain any nuts, but a few of the desserts do. Um, but I think I heard that, well, like, we have it here too. Yeah, so I heard that the, well, some people are like, I, when I posted it on my Instagram story, some people had that really, really good experiences, and then they had the odd one or two, which was like, no, I don't recommend it. But I mean, you're going to get that with everywhere. You got, Everyone's going to have a different experience there. But when I was there, I was like, oh, because I hadn't eaten there before. I was like, I just wasn't in the right mindset to just try a new restaurant. Um, so in the, in the end, I was like, I didn't eat there. And I was like, oh, I'll just eat when I get home. But my friend, my friends ended up eating there. And I was like, I was just looking at the food thinking, you know what? I probably would have been fine. But I was like, I'm just, yeah, not in the right headspace. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And being open to even, you know, saying that. Don't be afraid to be like, hey, like, I'm a little bit more tired today. So I feel like a little bit more anxious. So yeah. I probably want it here, even though like I'm pretty sure it would be okay. I'll just enjoy your company. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's like just being open about it. I think that's very, very important. Yeah. No, and I think that's a great point to kind of end the podcast on. Like obviously always being open about it and being honest about it and telling your friends but honestly i've really enjoyed this podcast with you virginia and yeah if anyone wants to follow you on make contain i'll find you what's your instagram handle uh virginia lindsey yeah, so if anyone's i'll put it in the the bio description as well but yeah um but yeah if anyone wants to follow virginia and her journey of what she gets up to make sure to give her a follow but yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you it was wonderful thank you so much